0: right now I'm reading the entire 13th chapter of Revelation. I'll read it and go right into the message. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns and upon his horn, ten crowns upon his head, the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet uh, were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of the heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, and who is able to make war against him? I'd like for you to make a little note of that statement. Keep that in your mind. And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and uh, two months. I think that's significant, but I'm not going to discuss that with us morning. That's three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and overcome them. And power was given unto him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life and the Lamb slain in the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear to hear, let him hear. It's rather interesting in reading the book of Revelation how uh, you come across expressions like that. he that have ears to hear, let him hear. You better listen, he says. You better give attention. Now, this thing sounds so overwhelming. If you don't mind, you'll say it can't be, you say, And you pass it on. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with a sword must be killed with a sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth, and it had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he excites all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth, and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so he make fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of man. Now that's a miraculous power. Miraculous is out of the realm of the natural. It moves into the ark and the mysterious, miraculous sort of thing. And deceiveth them by the miracles, he deceived them to dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and the lael. And he had great power. He had power to give life unto the image of the beast. You know, that's very startling. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand, in their forage. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark of the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that have understanding, count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Now, my friends and uh, boys and girls and members of the faculty... This chapter, of course, has in it some details that uh, men might argue about and some things about which we might not agree. In fact, there's things in it I do not understand, do not claim to understand. I think at the right time there may be some things we don't understand now. We'll understand sometime when when we should understand. But anybody with any sense at all, just sit down and read this chapter. Uh, You get a picture here of a federated world situation And over it is a strange personality, uh, head of this federation of governments, a great political machine. But wait a minute, that's not all now. There's a false prophet there that works along with this federation or this organization. It's a religio-political setup. Now, there isn't any question about it. There isn't any question about some kind of federation. Now, a great many Bible scholars say it's a federation of ancient Roman Empire. All the territory, covered by ancient Rome. Some people think it's a world federation. Some people think one thing about some another. But the little details are not important, what I have in mind this morning, and the idea I wish to get over to you. You have a religio-political federated world. And this federated world attempts to take over the consciences of people. That's what I want you to get in mind. Now listen. This man here, this false prophet, who is evidently has been empowered of the devil, and has some peculiar miraculous power, uh, uh, puts up an image to the federated government, the political center, and demands that you worship that uh, government, or the head of that government, or die. Now, wait a minute. Deliver your conscience to the federation. Take your conscience, hand it over to the federation, or else... You can't buy, you can't uh, sell, that means you can't eat, see. So it's, let us take your conscience over. It's the effort of the, the devil to take over in a federated world empire of some kind. The consciences of man. And if they don't uh, give their conscience over to him, it means martyrdom and death. Now I have any question in my mind that that statement of revelation about these are they which came up through the great tribulation. Because I think you could undoubtedly put the word the in there. The great tribulation. This crowd that came up through that great tribulation. Get the picture now. They came up through the great tribulation. You haven't come up through any tribulation so far. Uh, You don't know what tribulation means. And I don't think there's any question that there's a special crowd up there. Who are going to die rather than deliver their conscience to the devil. And to a federated world and a false prophet. Now, I don't think there's any question that this must be future. I don't think there's anything in the history of the world to which you could tie this thing as it is. And you know, young people, in studying the Word of God, there's one little simple rule you could follow. If you know a thing uh, couldn't be literal, take it for granted it's literal. Uh, for instance, if I read about the hills clapping their hands, I know that's figurative. Hills can't clap their hands. They have no hands. There are certain poetic things that I know in the Bible are bound to be figurative. But now, who said this can't be lived who says this couldn't happen? Who says there couldn't be a federated empire? Who says there couldn't be a beast on a throne at the head of it? Who says that a world condition couldn't come where there's a federated governments of the world? And somebody crying out said, who can lick us? Religion and politics and business and everything tied together in a federation. Who says that couldn't be? Why, we're trying to get it right now. Churchill in England is talking about federating Europe. The thing's on us now. And it's a federated world. Under the control of the devil, the dragon, the devil, gives a beast his seat and puts him in the head of it. Now, it seems to be the strategy of the devil has been through the ages. To live a world empire of somebody. When Jesus was here, He took Him up on a mountain and said, "Now I can deliver this thing to you." By the way, now don't fool yourself. This was the hardest thing for me to ever grasp with my background of training. The devil's the god of this world. It isn't his world. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. This is God's earth. It belongs to Jesus Christ who made it and then bought it back with his blood. But there's a usurper on the throne of this earth. Now, wait a minute. Don't get shocked when I say that. The devil himself is under the permissive will of God. Remember that all authority in the universe is, uh, belongs to God, and the devil himself is under the permissive will. But man chose to accept as world God the devil. And he's the God of the world. Now, you're in the world, the Bible says, if you're a Christian, but you're not of it. You are here, but, but you're not of it. It's a system, and you're no part of it. Now, what are you going to do about it? Well, you're to use it. You have to eat. You have to sleep. You eat and sleep and live in the world and transact business to the world. You are not of it, but you're in it. And you're to use it and not abuse it. There's nothing senseless in this proposition. It's all a perfectly sensible Satan. I'm in Europe, uh, say I'm over in France, I, I'm not a Frenchman, I'm an American, I'm over there though, when I ride the French trains and eat the French tables and, and cash my money in France and uh, go to the bank, transact business, but, but I'm an American. Now a Christians in this world, but we are a heavenly people. Our citizenship's up yonder. Now we are here, in the world. We're not of the world. Our citizenship's in heaven. Now, while we are here, we are ladies and gentlemen. Nice people, Christian people, respectable people. We ought to be because we're heavenly people. We ride on the trains in the world. Uh, we eat and sleep and mix and mingle with the people of the world as Paul did and all the rest of them did, and they were good citizens. But they are not of the system. Now, the devil's the God of the world. No question about that. He said to Jesus, I, I can deliver this thing to you. And he could have done it. This, this, he could have delivered the world system to Jesus Christ. He had a right to him. Do you think Jesus would have been tempted if uh, he hadn't uh, had the power to deliver? You think the Son of God could have been tempted with a false bribe? He said, Look over yonder. I own it. I can deliver it. That man on that throne's mine. I, I can deliver it to you. And Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. He didn't say you don't own it. Now listen. Someday the devil will federate this world and deliver it to the Antichrist, a beast at the head of it, and will deliver it to him. It'll be one man that'll do what he says, and they're going to worship. The devil seeks to be worshipped, wanted Jesus to worship. Strange this may sound to some of you, but the Bible scholars that I know, many of the most conservative. Wouldn't it sound strange to them. they tell you more about it than I'm telling them. I'm simply setting the stage for the, uh, the little program I want to present to you in a minute about the thing. Now, what I want you to notice is this. The world has attempted to take over the consciences of man. Yes, a man that said, I worship God. Well, he said, you're going to worship this image of the beast. He said, I can't do it. All right, starve. I've got a baby. Baby starve. I've got a wife. Let her go hungry. I'm a decent, respectable fellow. All right, I'm respectable. Can't help that. Get on your knees. You can't buy. can't sell. You can't eat. Your label has something to eat. You won't have any. What a picture. What a picture. But wait a minute. The devil is softening this world today for that. You study world movements today. Observe them for a minute. Now, here's where somebody's going to get mad with me. But I'm right. And if you think you know I'm right, Let's take a few organizations, for instance. Take labor unions. Now, I'm friendly to labor unions, personally. I don't think labor's always had a square deal in America. I'm sympathetic. Of course there's been radicalism in labor, of course. But what's the idea? Let's get together. Come on, now. But a man said to me not long ago, I'm up against it. What's the matter? I'm hungry. Can't get a job. Wife needs clothes. What's the matter? Can't get a job. Why, plenty of jobs in this country. I'm not a member of the union. Why don't you join? I have convictions against it. I don't judge anybody else for that. I don't say the other fellas are not all right. Some Christians better Christians than I am, ain't it? But I have Christian conviction. I just, I just can't join. I don't think it's right for me. It may be right for other folks, but I can't join, I can't get a job. Now those labor men didn't know what they were doing, but that's wrong. That's morally and spiritually wrong. Now let me say something that I want you students to remember forever. I have never said this as far as I know before on any platform in my life. Listen, you'd better not support something that's good, honestly I refuse to support a good thing. That's better than supporting something that you wonder if it's good. Will you remember that as long as you live? That's Christianity. That's the New Testament. That's the Holy Bible. That was put in the Bible by the pen of inspiration in the hand of Paul. Paul said, I can eat the meat. Doesn't bother me to eat it. I can eat it. Some of the brethren can't. But he said, if you doubt about whether you eat it or not, and eat it, you're damned if you eat it. What's that, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't hurt my conscience. I've got a conscience. I protect my conscience. I, I can eat it. Never bothers me at all. But some of my brethren can't, and if they go ahead and eat it just to go along with the crowd, if they do it, if they do it, they're condemned for doing it. You'd better honestly say, "Well, I, I can't support that, and be maybe it's something right." Then to come along in this country and support something and wonder whether it's right or not. And that's exactly what the world's doing. There's labor unions. Take another step. Good people, I'm not criticizing. But I know some men, good men, maybe they're not as smart as other people, have a conscience. And they say, I've got to protect my Christian conscience, my integrity. Listen, that's what God the Almighty wants you to do. That's what God, oh young people, let me drive it home to you. Don't you support something if you wonder if it's right? If you do, Paul said you're condemned. Christianity takes care of the individual, always individual, always individual. If any man will come after me, except a man be born again. If any man eat and doubts, he's condemned. Individual. Christianity is an individual religion. It's not a mass religion. It's for the individuals and in the mass. There are social aspects of Christianity, but Christianity is not socialism. The whole tendency of our modern world is to destroy the individual. Massive. mass Massive. Put them together. If they won't go along, let them go to the devil and starve to death with our families. Now take realm of politics. I've been in politics. I know about as much about that game as the rest of them. I sat in an organization one day. We wanted to put over a program. And after a while, somebody said, gentlemen, we can eliminate this man. We'll get rid of him. He's the only man we think could beat us. We'll eliminate him. How you gonna eliminate him? Well, this man has a secret sorrow. When he's a young fellow, he did something he shouldn't have done. There's some skeletons in the closet of his past life. He doesn't want anybody to know it. He has a daughter, a son. They don't know it. We'll just whisper to him that we know it. And we'll say to him, if you run, we'll bring that skeleton out of the closet and dangle it in your face. I said, gentlemen, I can't go along. I didn't know this was the kind of crowd. And one man got up and said, I can't go along. And we broke the thing up. And they didn't go along. They changed their tactics. But I saw that day as a young man something that scared me to death. What you got today? Political parties. They get in power. They say, Go along with us! But I don't think that's exact. Shut up! Come along. Come along. Listen, you're one of us, aren't you? You want to eat, don't you? You Want a job, don't you? Come along. Go along with us. But listen, I can't do it. All right, do the best you can. We haven't got any right, power to control your government and what you eat and what you drink, but do the best you can. Turn your conscience over to us. And every politician in this country He's always on the temptation of delivering his conscience to somebody else. Take it and turn it over to somebody else. And they're doing it. They're doing it in Washington. They're doing it all over the United States. Delivering conscience to somebody. That's the devil softening the world for the great day that's out yonder. Softening them up, Bankrupting character. Destroying consciences. Make them deliver it to somebody move with the realm of education. Take education. Now, wait a minute. Personally, I'm in favor of educational associations. I see nothing wrong, personally, in the standardizing of education as far as it's possible to standardize it. But schools in this country that are doing a great work along spiritual lines have lost that spiritual power in straining to meet academic goals they were not prepared to meet and in so doing have sometimes stepped out of bounds and have to some extent lost their conscience now we're going to move we've been in the realm of labor I could talk about business business the same way we shall have time discussing in the old days especially they said if he won't go along crush him Crush him. Got a big corporation, big trust. Go along, go along. This fellow's a competitor. All right, crush him. Put him up against it. He'll come along with us, uh, else. Now we are moving into ecclesiastical circles. Now, I want to say that these things are different degrees and different organizations, but all of them move the same way. I've told you before, when I was a boy, a man was a Methodist because he believed certain things. He's a Baptist because he believed certain things. Presbyterian because he believed certain things. He was a Lutheran. Episcopalian because you believe certain things. now what's happened they are federated first place they get in their own churches ready to federate all of it drifts that way they cry out against it some of them but just give them time they're headed that way great federated church movement don't agree about the same thing fundamentalists and modernists all mixed up together but come along You've got to go along. Deliver your conscience. Deliver your conscience. Take within your individual denominations. They say now, we get up here and we make the budget. We say to you, support this. Support that. Good old saint of God says, I'd like to support this. But my conscience tells me not to support that. We'll take care of your conscience. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of church members in America who year by year are delivering their conscience to an ecclesiastical machine. And that's devilish forever it happens. That's devilish. They don't realize it. I don't say the men are devilish in purpose. I say the thing they are doing is devilish. It's the skirmish before the final battle of fixing the thing. Soften them up for the beast. I meet scores of preachers that come up to me in revival meetings. Say, Bob, what am I gonna do? There are things in my denomination that I can't just conscientiously support. I just can't honestly do it. I feel guilty. I talked to a preacher the other day, he said I can't sleep at night. I feel so guilty. But I believe the doctrine from the church. My father before me was in it. I, I hate to walk out. I said I wouldn't walk. But he said you just hate to stay in. I've got some children. You just hate to stay in and not support it. When I know some things are contrary to the doctrine. All right, buddy, deliver your conscience to the machine. All of that's the spirit of Antichrist leading up to the day of days that's ahead of us. When the beast, empowered by the dragon, steps up and says, This is the order! And the false prophet said, worship the image. And they say some of them will have to die. Listen, everybody in America, preacher, layman, church member, labor organizer, capitalist, politician, every human being that's supporting something against his conscience, is paving the road for the feet of the Antichrist, however pious he may turn. You better starve now and suffer before the day of intense suffering than to pave the way and be a forerunner. Of the beast. No man can buy a sell unless he gets a mark on his head during his hand. A few years ago when they talked about war was on and talked about all these tickets you had to have, so forth see, he said that's the mark of the beast. That wasn't so. Certain duties you owe as a citizen never conflict what you owe to God Almighty. I have a duty as a citizen. My duty is to pay taxes. My duty is to stand by my government when Jesus had rendered to Caesar the things that Caesar's pagan Rome was in power. As a citizen of the United States, I have obligations. I have an obligation to pay taxes. My country calls me to battle to go to battle. No good citizen needs to fear what I'm saying. I'm an American. But when you get an organization, whether it's a political party or what it is, that tells me to take my conscience and deliver my conscience to a machine or go hungry or suffer, I'm willing to suffer outside the camp. And I don't know what you folks here this morning are going to do. But God helping me, I'm going to preserve my own personal Christian integrity. I'm not going to support something that I think is contrary to the fundamentals of the Christian faith because somebody tells me to. I'm not going to do it to get a pastorate or a job or a church or a position or a job to teach school or a job for labor. I'll listen to reason. I'll let the fellow talk to him and convince me if he can. Nothing wrong with that. Sit down and talk it over. But if I'm still not convinced, after the conversation, and I'm condemned in my heart to go along, I'm not going along. And we're going to make up our minds, some of us, to face it. And you're going to face it. I don't envy you young people. I don't envy my grandchildren, the little children that cross this camp. Everything moves today towards the empire and the federation. The breaking down of the individual initiative the man comes along that runs across the current, they lie about him. They slander him. They call him a freelance. They say he is a lone wolf. They persecute. But it isn't anything like it's going to be someday. I'd like to say one word of hope for you Christians who are listening. I think, and most of my friends think, before this final darkness settles and this federated empire takes over, the beast under the dragon, the false teacher under dragon, this religio-political machine. Most of my Bible student friends who know prophecy believe before the final darkness settles, Jesus will take us home. I hope they are right, Jesus. I think they are right. And our business is to be faithful. And while the world's getting ready, let's us get ready for His coming. Every man hath this hope set on him, purify himself, even as he is pure. You look up. You be true to Jesus Christ. Don't you waver. You be ready. And if you do go into the tribulation, which I don't think you will, I don't think you will, though some good men think you will. Men that know more than I know think you will. But the great majority of the students of prophecy I know don't think so. But if you do go in, and then the time should come when you've got to be faithful, I hope you won't be weakened by you selling your conscience now. I hope you'll have enough moral backbone. When the time comes, if it should be there, I don't think you'll be there. But if you should be there, I hope you will not be one of those who sold out before that day. I hope you'll have an immunity against the temptation. And be able to stand up and say, I didn't sell out before now and I can't sell out now I can't worship the beast I'd rather go up through the great tribulation than to go down to hell with the antichrist and the beast and those that carry the mark let's be faithful to it and I'm calling you to a sensible middle of the road straightforward uncompromising fervent warm-hearted, zealous, soul-winning Christian testimony, and be sensible. Just live true to God, and don't deliver your conscience to any machine. Labor, capital, secret orders, education, ecclesiastical voices, don't deliver your conscience. Keep your head clear. Keep your conscience involved. I can think of nothing mortal man ever said. It's wonderful what Paul said. I've lived in all good conscience. I used to be wrong. But even when I was wrong, I lived in good conscience. Not surprised Jesus Christ warned a man like me. Not many of them ever have lived. But here's one of them that could say, I've kept the conscience in violence through the years. I've lived in good conscience. Now, you know the truth and the gospel. Keep your conscience clean. Don't deliver it to a machine. If you can't stay in this school, and keep a good conscience, resign, go home. This school doesn't want to keep your conscience for you. If you are not sold on the middle of the road, fundamental position of this school, after you've been here and have felt the manifestations of God's power, and you've walked across this campus and have seen the sincerity and the zeal and the effort, then witness what God has wrought. If you can't stay here the conscience, This is voluntary. You can check out. You won't be persecuted. We won't tell you you can't eat. We'll be your friend. We don't want to be a keeper of anybody's conscience. It's not right. It's not right to sell your conscience to a good machine. Unless you're convinced. Keep your conscience in Because someday the world's conscience will be taken over or men will die because they don't surrender it. Don't surrender yours now. Lord God, we believe we've told them the truth. And we know this message is needed. We don't want folks to be radical and eccentric and mean and uncouth and fussy. Want to be sane and practical and straight. Want to keep them true to God. And help them to use their heads. And to pray. Read the Bible. But keep their conscience. Clean. And don't support anything. That they don't think. They should support. Give us the grace. Never to waver in this position. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.